What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to my co-host, Ben. How are we doing today, Ben? Uh, doing good. Excited because my team is has looked the best they've looked in about a year. Um, so that's fun. That's fun. That makes me feel good. You know, to the surprise of literally everyone without a brain, I guess. Because I, I don't know. I think I think I saw this coming. Uh, everyone who like generally hates the Patriots probably saw this coming, unless you're delusional. So, I yeah, know. I really, I really do think that performance kind of just proved they've been pulling LeBron. We're like, especially Brady. We're like, you know, you can sort of kind of still be good and like, but also kind of coast until you really need to unleash it, and then you can unleash it and be good again. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll save Patriots talk first. First game of the day. We got weird, weird times. I hate when they do this. Three oh five. Like, come on. <clears throat> Rams, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans land three. But we'll start with just just focusing on the Rams and, and their game last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. So I mean, I I kind of you know we made the point that it was going to be a <clears throat> X's and O's mismatch to say the least last week. Um, and that's that's exactly what it was. I mean, the Rams basically shut out the Dallas run game to like the nth degree, and then they they ran all over them. So like, what else can really be said? I I don't. You know, it's a bad look when your team gets run all over by I don't know Mike Tolbert in a CJ Anderson jersey. Like that's that's a tough look for your team. Yeah, yeah, and um, this is why I make the point a lot about I don't really care about oh the Saints they're great against the run but horrible against the pass and like all this oh look at look at this defense it's great against this but bad against this it's like <laughs> sure if you have the players for one thing and not the other like okay but smart teams know what to take away so all that's really to me scheme and so like you know here's the funny thing right. Going to this game, I heard smart people um, say the Rams' defense is bad against the run, and I've heard smart people say the Rams' defense is good against the run. I I heard both sides, literally by people I respect, and I value their football opinion. And, you know, to me, I was just like, yeah, who cares what the numbers say? Wade Phillips, Sean McVay, they're smart. They're going to take the run because obviously we know that's how you beat the Cowboys. Turn Dak into a pocket passer. Like they did those things, they worked. It's not rocket science, unless you're Jason Garrett. <laughs> I almost feel bad shitting on Jason Garrett, like time after time. You know, like, like I don't think he's a good coach, but I don't think he's like the worst coach in the league. We we make him out to be that just because it's the Cowboys and like Jerry Jones is such a pompous asshole, and like they. He parades Jason Garrett as like the best coach in the league, but it's like, like the Cowboys didn't play like absolutely terribly. Like, no, but I'll go back to the point I've made probably a thousand times in this podcast. The first time Tony Romo called the Dallas Cowboys game, this is what he said to compliment Jason Garrett: "He does not get muddled down by the X's and O's." And he said that as a compliment, and I will always go back to that. 
and so yes, I, I don't think Jason Garrett is that bad of a head coach, but I, I, I don't think he's got a clue in terms of the X's and O's. I, I, I think that's something he's he's very bad at. Um Oh yeah, not good. Not good. Like I think you could see that team. They develop a lot of guys on both sides of the ball. I think he makes a lot of good personnel decisions. I think a lot of things we don't see Monday through through Sunday. He he does good things there, but on game day, there's not many coaches. I'd I'd want less that are that are currently yeah. coaching in the NFL. Like, yeah, I'd rather have him than Hugh Jackson or Marvin Lewis. But guess what? Those guys aren't coaching any longer. Um, I don't. You know, I always preach: if you're gonna fire a coach, it's like, are there other coaches out there that you would much rather have? I think at this point with Jason Garrett, it's a like resounding yes. There are tons of other coaches you'd rather have, but that's more more to do with just like the time he's been there and the lack of success, rather than like just his his talent as a coach. Like if you were like a terrible, terrible team, like Jason Garrett was like on the coaching market, you you'd consider taking him, right? Yep. Like think about all the terrible teams that fired their coaches, like like the Cardinals, the Bucks. Like all these teams that now have coaches, but when they didn't, and like Jason Garrett was on the market, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd take him. I feel like he could put the franchise in the right direction." But like to win a Super Bowl, he's not your guy right now. Yeah, it's like if you look at the Cowboys, let's say the past three years, the past two years, the past even just the past year, and you're like, "That that dude does not deserve to get fired." No. But it's like at a certain point, I think it's just time to move on. Right. I mean, even with Marvin Lewis up until maybe the past two years, I mean, for a while it was like, well, you know, he made the playoffs or, well, they were nine and seven. And, you know, eventually it's just time to move on. And and if you look look what the Bengals did, they they waited a year or two too long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And don't don't get this construed. I'm not a Jason Garrett apologist. It's just, let's kind of hold off on like, he is just a complete dog shit coach who deserves to be, I don't know, at home on every Sunday or Saturday and not, not get a coaching job outside of like Pee Wee football. Like that, well, actually, Anthony, I think if we left him home Sunday, that'd be perfect for him. Maybe. Because, again, I, I, he does a good job during the week. I mean, look, look at all the defensive guys he's developed. Well, I don't know. Do we have to leave him home Sunday? I think he looked pretty good on the sidelines with a couple pom poms in his hand. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's value to him. He has value to the team. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. Even even on a Sunday. Um But yeah, so so that's why to me, the Rams, they look good. They stopped the run. Obviously, Aaron Donald continues to be uh best player in football. I mean, best non quarterback in football, at least I... we can. Most people can agree. I I think there's argument to be said. He's he's the best player in football just for the sheer fact that he's far and away better at his position than anyone else is at their respective position. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. That that's probably safe to say because even if you look at the great quarterbacks, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. Um, I, think- I know I I heard um I heard your guy get described like that, uh, David Bakhtiari. Uh. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, I don't know. I think there's more debate over, you know, guards and stuff, tackles. Yeah, and stuff. it's it's pretty it's pretty clear he's far and away the best defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other argument you could make is like, I don't know, is Justin Tucker far and away just the best kicker 
out of literally everyone in the league. Even even so, he started to he started to show a little I, I bit think of before this year. You could make the argument. This year before was kind of yeah. Yeah. If he puts up another like traditional Justin Tucker season next year, we, we have the conversation again. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. See, that's kind of my big takeaways from that game. Like Dallas, you know. Uh, good, certainly good development season. Good year. Um, again, this is why I didn't like the Amari Cooper trade because look at what you got you. Like this was the best case scenario, and it still got you a, a divisional round exit. You know, uh, it still feels a little revisionist, just a little. Like I, I agree with you. I still don't like the trade, but I, I, I still stand by. Like Cowboys had a chance to win this game. Like it wasn't completely out of the question that they won this game. So. I don't think it's the world's worst trade. Though. It definitely isn't as bad as I thought it was. No, it definitely isn't as bad, but this was just one of the scenarios, right? It, it wasn't like this was always going to happen. It was a slam dunk trade. I mean, we had so many questions about Amari Cooper. Um, and so to me, we're living in like the best case scenario. And so like, what if we, what if we weren't living in this scenario? Like what if, what if this didn't happen? I mean, there, there's just that possibility. That's how I look at these things, to be honest with you. That's how I look at draft picks. That's how I look at trades. Um, unless they're slam dunks. Then we just flip to the Rams' offensive side of the ball. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know how I feel with, you know, the whole offense was basically C.J. Anderson, which is, yeah, great. C.J. Anderson had a great playoff game, whatever. That's not sustainable whatsoever, especially going into next week. No, not at all. Um, so I think a lot of people are just going to be like, Rams, yeah, we like the Rams. And, yeah, I mean... Rams cool and everything. Like they could easily come out guns a blazing next week. But nothing last week showed me like, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely gonna really compete with the Saints, you know? Yeah, for sure. I did like though that that they sort of had the same idea as us, it seemed, where they also weren't quite prepared to let Jared Goff go win or lose them a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that was just they saw they saw a weakness where they could just run all over Dallas. I'm sure, I, you know, was the game plan going to the game where you're going to run all over them? Or was the game plan after seeing a few drives, like, wow, they really can't stop the run, then they just went with it? You know, I, I'm more inclined to believe that side. That makes more sense. Um, going so into next week, though, Jared Goff's going to have to do more to go against that Saints offense. I don't, I don't care how, how good Aaron Donald at Rams defense is. Yeah, that Saints offense is going to put up points. Yeah, yeah. And so why don't, why don't we just move to, to the, the Saints side of this now? Um, because, yeah, the, the Saints offense continues to not look like it's the, the same way it looked like earlier in the year, you know? I mean, we saw this a little earlier in the year where it started off a little slow, and then when the when the time is right, they just they just turn it on, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's true. I still Michael Thomas to me is such an enigma because like, you know, every couple of weeks everybody's like, yeah, he might be the best receiver in the league, and then like, he'll just go like three for thirty five or some crazy, you know, like, um. Not that bad, obviously, but like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like to me, the offense has lost a little bit of shine. Like before, early in the year, I thought it was reliably like just driving the ball down the field, the two-headed monster in the backfield. Um, 
But I don't know. I mean, I still think they can outscore the Rams. But if either of these teams bring their like vintage peak offensive performance that we've seen from them early in the year, I don't know if the other can match it. Yeah, I that's gonna, that's tough. And obviously, we, we saw both these teams play each other in the regular season, and they both both brought it pretty much. And the the, the Rams couldn't handle the Saints. But I, I think I think the Saints. Probably to me, at least in the first quarter, it looked a little like, oh, that bye week kind of affected them, taking a while to to get going, type of thing. And that's compound that with with Philly looking like really good in the first quarter, first half, pretty much. I I think that had a little bit of effect effect on the game. So I I'm, I don't expect them to come out come out slow like they did last week. No, I don't. I don't. I I don't. Th- I think they'll certainly be better, but. I don't know. I mean, that offense only putting up two touchdowns. Right. You know, you told me that two months ago. I would have been like, what? Only two touchdowns? Are you serious? Because it's like, yeah, the Eagles defense is good, but they're not that good. Uh, yeah, they're, that's, that's fair. I think that Eagles defense last week was a lot better in all, all facets of the game than, than what this Rams defense is going to be. Obviously, the Rams defense probably has a couple better individual players, but I just don't think as a whole they're going to be as good. And I, th- I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I know people are just going to point, like you said, this Saints team hasn't put up points on points, you know, week after week, but I, recently. But I, until until they lose in these playoffs, I'm just going to assume. They're going to put up 28 points a game, like, easily. It didn't happen last week, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen this week. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm certainly not down on the Saints. I mean, I, I think the Saints will win this football game, to be honest with you. I really think we gave the line at Saints by three, if we didn't say it before. Um, I just don't know. I, I think I think if you told us this was this matchup two months ago, we would have been like, wow, shootout, shootout, shootout. And I, I, I mean, it could easily get to that, but it's just not what we've seen from these teams recently. Um, I and I wonder if if for the Saints it's by design. Um, you know, I, I definitely think Sean Payton. I mean, you saw it last week with the um, was it a fake punt or f- not the fake punt or field goal? But it, it, were they going for it in field goal range? Or, no, it was a fake punt, wasn't it? It was a fake punt. Yeah, it was with Taysom Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know <laughs> they could always get creative and and really put up some points. I don't know. I, I think this should be a good game. Still, I think this should be a really, really crisp game. To be honest with you, I, I think a lot of these these teams by design want to limit mistakes. Um, I, and I'm I'm eager for it. I think these are two of the better teams in the NFL. Um, I think these teams deserve to be in this this title game. Yeah, and I, I think I really liked the whole Taysom Hill thing last week. With the fake punt, with the the Taysom Hill pass, he threw an absolute strike that was, should have been like a thirty-five yard touchdown if it wasn't for like a holding call. Like I I like that Sean Payton showed. Oh, I'm not afraid to use my gimmicky gadget plays here in the playoffs. I really don't give a shit. So oh, he'll certainly. I don't think there's any fear with him with those. No, I and think... it it helps that it's been going on the whole season. I think he's got the right guy in Hill to just be like. Yeah, Hill's got confidence, and he has confidence in him. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's by by design, by plan that 
early in the year, they did a lot of crazy Taysom Hill stuff. They did three quarterback stuff. They did all the trick plays. I feel like they were they were testing it out, feeling it out, seeing does this work? What can Taysom Hill do? What can he do? And then yeah, the past the past you know like maybe last six weeks of the regular season, they certainly dialed it back. And yeah, I agree. I don't think he's afraid to pull it out when he needs to. Um, and I think they're prepared to. I I think the fact that we haven't seen it that much the past couple weeks, that's only because they didn't want to waste plays when they when you know when they didn't have to. Yeah, plus, let's be let's be honest. A lot of teams like say you throw in, I don't know. Say your Patriots are in punt formation, and then it's just like, oh look, there's Julian Edelman, special teams right now. That's probably a red flag. Whereas the Saints, they just throw Chase Mill in there. It's like, yeah, whatever. He's there all the time. Yep. Yep. Totally. <laughs> oh. uh, that's definitely an advantage. Oh, yeah, it definitely makes it a lot easier. I mean, it, you always got to be thinking they can pass it, they can run it, you know, they can, you can even just punt it, you know. You got to be prepared for really all outcomes, and that's exciting. Um, Which, hey, once again, can't emphasize enough with the Saints. I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't punt all of all okay. no? Yeah, I mean, there was what, like, there was like a four-week stretch where they didn't. That guy had the easiest job in the world. Yeah, because I believe, and... If you know otherwise, correct me, but I believe he's the highest paid punter in the league. He's really good. It's Morstead, right? That's their punter? I believe so, yes. He's, he's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, we didn't really say much about the Eagles, um, unlike the Cowboys. But um, I don't really know what to make of the Eagles, to be honest with you. Kind of seemed like a year from hell. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, obviously, had a chance to to go down and at least take the lead, not win the game at the end. And uh, it it just it felt like some big dick, dick magic was going to happen. Not going to lie, it felt like uh, you know, all the makings, you know. Yeah. Uh oh. But uh, I I agree, I agree with some people saying that this is arguably a Doug Peterson. This this year for Doug Peterson was arguably a better coaching job than last year. Yeah. What he had to work with and such. I think so. Um, there, there was a couple more head scratchers this year for sure, but he definitely did a lot more with less this year, just because the injuries. I mean, his head head scratchers in the conventional football sense, but like if you just watch Doug Peterson coach, it's like that makes sense for him. Like that's what you signed up for when you hired him, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I just remember a couple weird games this year. Um, or maybe he'd want back. Um, but certainly, you know, he did a good job. Um, <laughs> he's a great coach. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when Wentz comes back. Um, and uh, Jay Ajayi, right? Isn't he coming back too? I don't know if he's under contract for them. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, so they'll certainly be better. Next year, if they could just stay healthy, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Nick Foles. I, I don't think they can keep him another year. Is I think the... there's probably too much value in trading him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if what other teams gonna want to trade for him. What this is the thing with Nick Foles is like he's perfectly content just staying in Philly. Like, like, nothing would surprise me with Nick Foles if he was like, yeah, I'm going to opt out. And then the and then the, the Eagles were like, yeah, we want you to opt out too. And then Nick Foles was like, I'll resign with you for longer for less money because I just like Philly. 
Well, the thing with Nick Foles, I don't know actually, this is bad podcast. I don't actually know what year he is on his contract, but I know the very last year of his contract, he makes starter money. It was sort of a, a little provisional clause they put in there that if, you know, Nick Foles somehow does good the last year, which is an option, he makes starter money. He makes like $24 million. And uh, I should probably check when that is. I don't. I don't think it's next year, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, I, I just think there's more value uh, in um, trading him. I think they'll be. I don't know. I think there'll still be interested teams. Um, he makes starter money starting next year. Pretty much. Yeah, it is next year, actually. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. He makes even more the year after that. After that, holy shit. Um. No, his his contract's done after next year. I believe that's what I thought. His his last year was just an option for a lot of money. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, yeah, certainly if you're an well, Eagles fan, no, I, no, I think his contract goes three more years, but none of it's guaranteed. So basically, it doesn't go. Oh, got you. Next year's an option, and then after that, it's just not guaranteed. Ah, yes, yes. Forgive me and the NFL. I can only know one crazy sports. Salary cap contract rules, Anthony. Okay, can't well, you can know two. You can know two. You can know baseballs. Basically, there are no rules. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I said. I said two teams crazy rules. That's fair. I mean, baseball's kind of crazy. You get arbitration shit. Because I mean, I know the soccer rules too. I mean, just pay your taxes. Of course, they still struggle with that. But you have so. to do that. Soccer. You're supposed to. I mean, some guys just don't. But you're supposed to. Uh, that, um, that, seems, that just seems like a crooked sport. That's coming from the guy who watches tennis, where you know they literally just got found out for fixing matches. Yeah. Well, you can certainly read up on, on, on the stuff that goes on. It's not always not always the cleanest, but yeah, a lot of tax evasion. Um. So yeah, yeah. Um, what are, what are we thinking for this game? Pick it. I mean, I'm picking. I'm picking Saints only minus yeah, three. I like the Saints in the Superdome. Leave a touch on that. Yeah, I, I can see. I, I really think this game is going to be clean. I think um, they're going to try to limit mistakes. I think it's going to be a one score game for sure. Uh, probably a lot of running the football. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see many high risk passes. To be honest with you, I think the high risk pass, the high risk is going to be the trick plays. That even then, they're not really that high risk. Um, do think we see a lot of trick plays, uh, especially if it's close to the end and teams are like, "Well, we can't save them till next year. Might as well use them now." Yeah, I, I could see, I could see Drew Brees and you know, Michael Thomas one on one and just being like, "Fuck it," like thirty five years on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, one thing I, I don't I don't see happening is I don't think Michael Thomas will have as big of a game. I think a lot of people like in daily fantasy and all that sort of stuff. He's gonna be hot pick. I think I think his lines for Vegas are gonna be very high just because we've heard about the Rams secondary all year. But I think they're gonna find other ways to mitigate it. Again, they're a smart team. They know 
what to take away and what not to take away. And I think they can scheme Michael Thomas to be a little bit less of a difference maker. I don't think, what was he, 171 and one touchdown last week, I think. Um, yeah, 12 receptions, 171 and a touchdown. I don't think he's going to have that big a game today. That's my bold prediction, I think He doesn't get 171 yards. Uh, I'll agree with you there. Uh, I, I don't know. Feels like feels like you know a pedestrian game for him, maybe like one one ten. I think I think the the game for him will be a lot more about um, big important catches than it will be about volume. That's what I'll say. Okay. I don't think I don't think he's gonna you know feel like he's got free reign like he did last week. But I do think he's a great player. The Saints are gonna go to him when they need to, and uh, you know I think he could. Be quite the big difference maker. Him and Alvin Kamara, I think, certainly are the two on that offense. Um, besides Drew Brees, so yeah, want to want to move on? The AFC. What do we want to start with? Let's start with, let's start with the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, it's it's Chiefs by three, by the way. Same same as the uh, the other. Save game. your team. We'll marinate on that for a little bit. Yeah. Are the Chiefs who looked absolutely dominant last week? But uh, I can't tell if it was they were dominant or the Colts just looked like they never played football before. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was certainly a little bit lower on the Colts than most. I think, um, just because they hadn't really proven it to me with anybody on their schedule. But that was good to see from the Chiefs. I did not think they could be. Honestly, defensively, that that solid. Yeah, defensively was the pain. I think a little. Uh, the calls just look bad. I don't want to give the Chiefs one hundred percent credit for that because I. Nope, no one, no one on the Colts really looked like they knew how to play football, especially in old like that. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly that game flattered the Chiefs. I think in terms of what they really are, but. I don't know. I think it was important. That builds confidence at home. Um, defense, defense, maybe comes in this game with a little bit more confidence. Um, I don't know. I, you know, their offense looked pretty good, which, which we haven't really seen that sort of offensive performance from them in like, you know, gets a real defense at least in a little bit. Um, I know it was only thirty-one, but it you know it felt like it felt like a lot down, more. But yeah, it felt like they slowed down. I mean, the the running game, Williams, one hundred and thirty yards and twenty-five carries and a touchdown. Reem Hunt, who, I don't know, the whole team, it's firing on all cylinders. So that that's why it makes sense that a lot of these experts are like, yeah, Chiefs definitely you're handling the Patriots, whatever. It makes sense why people would say that. I wouldn't say that in a million years, but it makes sense why people are saying. No, no, certainly, certainly does make sense. Um, you know, the one thing though is, is this was a, a wide open game, and so there wasn't really any Andy Reid shenanigans that could happen in the fourth quarter. No, no, there wasn't. He, he's I mean, just he's just saving them for when they really matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's sort of my my big thing with the Chiefs is like. What do you look like down the stretch? I mean, I guess the Pats is going to be close. I, I I don't have any doubts it's going to be close. I I don't think this is going to be like last week for either team. Where It feels close, but once again, they're playing the Patriots, and I never count the Patriots out of blowing it out of a team. So. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't really have too much to say about the Chiefs. I, I felt like I didn't really learn much of them. I certainly, um, certainly feel feel better about the Chiefs. I, I think they did show good, but again, how how much can we really take from that game? I'm mean, they sure they can play in cold weather. I guess, even though it won't be, uh, it'll be colder this weekend. I mean, I don't think we really knew how Mahomes would handle the cold, and he handled it pretty good. Good. I mean, he's young. I expect that. Uh, but that it, it's gonna it nice. It'll feel like Hawaii last week compared to this coming. Yeah, yeah. But at least we we you know we didn't see like a Jared Goff in Chicago type of performance, right? Yeah. Ooh. You know, again, he couldn't really prove he could handle the cold weather last week, right? But he can prove he could have shown us last week things that were like, yeah, this could be rough in the cold, and he didn't show that. So that's 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 good there. Uh, honestly, I think it'll be more of an effect. Uh, on his, I'm going re- to see what his receivers do. They're really, really old, where they have to catch bullets from him. That'll be fun. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we can't really go back and talk about the Colts because it's so sad on all, all parts of the game. Listen. The Colts are set up for success, though, for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. Plenty of hope. Plenty of... I would be very excited if I'm a Colts fan for next year. There's there's no reason to really be sad. Like, did you really expect to even be in this situation to deal with? No. This is certainly more than we could hope for. At least in terms of the whole team. I think I think maybe you, you could see them maybe in the beginning. Or you could be like, yeah, they, they lost in the division. And you'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe Andrew Luck just was peak Andrew Luck again. But I don't think we saw this sort of team performance throughout the year. Oh, especially the, the offensive line. A lot, I mean, even though this game looked kind of like shit, lots of, lots of hope for with them. I mean, right, the Colts have a good young head coach. They have a good young quarterback, or at least not old quarterback. He's still, I'd still call Andrew Luck young. Entering um, his prime, certainly. He's in his prime. They got good young players in the roster. They got draft capital. They got a good GM. They got cap space. I mean, what what more could you want besides like an already built contender? Yeah, it's really. I mean, you could want to play in the AFC East. I'd rather play in the AFC South, to be honest with you. I mean, you could switch spots with the Patriots. Is what I mean. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I mean, I I think. They're fine with the Jags and Titans and Texans. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'd, ra- I'd rather play in the AFC. Alright, that's fine. Moving on to your team. I mean... I don't what know, can I don't, you say, Anthony? I don't know how to conduct this. Is you know, I hate the Patriots. Last week, I told you the Patriots would just throw nice little short passes. They would just control the game. They'd wipe the floor with the Chargers. You know, it, that's the easiest cover of all time. And you were like, no, no, no. I like the Chargers. One score game. It's going to be a really close game. So I don't know if I should rub it in your face that I was right all along and your team destroyed the other team or just be mad that your team destroyed the other team. Help me out here, buddy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think, I think my big mistake was I forgot about just how dominant the Pats have been at home, not only this year, but the past two decades, basically. Um, 
so that was, you. that was that was that was certainly on my fault. Um, yeah, I think I think certainly it looked like Brady Brady was basically pulling LeBron James, where you coast all year. You you, you know you like um, the one time Brady felt like he was challenged the Chiefs, he looked like vintage Brady. But by and large, the whole year he sort of just you know wasn't trying to get hurt, wasn't trying to get hit, and. You know, we, we saw Brady, who was just going to stand in the pocket when granted the O-line somehow just manhandled the Chargers D-line. So that's maybe why Brady looks so confident. I don't know. But, yeah, just just really good pass performance all across the board. I mean, how are you going to – you can't even get pressure on him. Never mind if the offensive line was mediocre, great, or terrible. If you just play zone coverage and he's just like five yards, five yards, five yards. I mean, the ball's out of his hands in less than a second. I know. What was that game plan, huh? That's just terrible. I mean, it's like, how much tape do you need to see what Brady does against his own? I mean, Jesus, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why what the Chargers were doing there. Um, it was nice to see, though. I, you know, it was nice to see all, all Julian Edelman, who, who uh, didn't really like the past couple weeks from him, and Gronk, who again hasn't been great this year, and Brady, and you know, everybody just looked good, and that was good to see. Uh, for me, at least, obviously not for you. What um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really know exactly, um, what else to say really. Uh, just, just paths were really good. Secondary was good, which we expected, but you know, Trey Flowers continues to look like a nice up and coming lineman on the D, D side. Um, and Dante Skarnecchia continues to be the least talked about name in New England, but arguably the third most important to this dynasty, True, truthfully. He, he, he gets some love. He gets some love in there. He does, but I, I mean... You think he's the third most important to the dynasty? Yes. Uh, no, let's put him fourth. Number three is the, 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 I forget his name, but the ref that made the tuck roll game call. He's, he's three. Yeah, but, all right. Take, that, that removes one Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the, the, the few times, he, uh, he took a little break from, from 2013 and 2016, and we were able to see what the O-line looked without him. And it was not good. At all. Um, now there, there are other, um, there are other circumstances there. We had a couple key retirements in Matt Light and Logan Mankings at that time. They did, in fact, win a Super Bowl in that time. Um, but I just think he's awesome. Like he just builds these O lines. They don't, they don't even, you know, unlike a lot of these teams, they don't even really get the the top ten linemen in the draft. They just somehow build a great O line year after year after year. But they they just lost their one stud in Nate Soldier. You know, the one guy they actually invested like a top twenty first round pick on. And they didn't miss a beat this year. At least not in the last game. I don't know what else I can say about this fucking Patriots thing without sounding like a broken record. It's just frustrating beyond all belief. You guys are probably gonna go to Super Bowl, you won the Super Bowl. I'll be mad. No things at the T V. It's just it's just, it's just gonna be a Yep, look what happens. And all the going to be like, yay, parade time. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off. 
Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The Pats look good, but the Chargers also looked bad. Yes. Like, they, yes. they, yes, they honestly did. looked like they got off the plane, like, minutes before kickoff. Because they just weren't ready to play football. I mean, that was like, that was like, it wasn't as bad as that Dolphins-Vikings game where a team just didn't look ready to play football in the first quarter. Yeah. But it was close. You know, you know what you got, defensively. You know what this teaches you, uh, Chargers? Win your division next time. Maybe that would help, you know? You don't have to travel to New England, stay in sunny LA. You know, come on. Start off the season, like, right. Like, that's why the Chargers are so frustrating. Yeah. It's just that whole infrastructure there just doesn't seem like it's, it's run to the best it can be. I mean, they, they're so good at identifying talent and drafting talent. I mean, honestly, th- this is like a top three team that brings through talent on both sides of the ball the past couple of years. I mean, truly, they just, they just keep finding guys. And I mean, yeah, they, they, a lot of them are first-round picks, but like, guess what? All teams mess up the first-round picks. Chargers, you know, like, like what, where'd they grab Darwin James last year? Pick 18 or something? Yeah. 17 teams passed at him, you know? And I'm sure some of those were great picks, but like, it's just, if they could, if they could attack the rest of the, 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 uh, like, like coaching and all that other sort of stuff, they attack that with the same sort of intelligence they do the draft. Then this team would be in the Super Bowl right now, honestly. I mean, because that's that's a fantastically built team, and they just can't seem to get out of their own way. Truthfully, yeah. My my uh my favorite was everyone saying, "Oh yeah, Chargers are gonna win this game." You know, they might go to the Super Bowl, and then we'll truly know that Philip Rivers was the best quarterback in that draft. And now it's just like, let's halt those conversations. Yeah, Philip Rivers is quite interesting. Um. To me, he's right where he belongs in terms of the legacy. Like, he's not in terms of the great guys, the, you know, multiple super winning guys, the, like, you know, generational guys, your five, your Rogers, who who don't have multiple, but I'd still put up there, you know. Marino also doesn't have any. I'd put him up there. Um, but he's in that next tier for me, and that's fine. You know, that's, that's a respectable place to be. Yeah, yeah, good quarterback, very good quarterback. I don't, I'd, I obviously didn't have the quarterback I currently do for my team. I'd be like, yeah. I'd like Phil Riff. That'd be nice. You know, um, so I, I don't know. Uh, he certainly whined a lot that game. Um, that that was pretty frustrating, uh, to be honest with you. But all the quarterbacks do it, right? Yeah. Um, but moving on, what are we picking for this game? Um, uh, Chargers by playing. Chiefs, you mean? The Chiefs, sorry. Um, Pats, in my only hesitation, is the eight road games I've seen them play this year. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Pats, too. And uh, the only hesitation is uh, you also picked the Pats. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It just feels like... They they're good, and last week showed me they're good. And uh, you know, I always knew they were Pat, but I didn't actually know they were a good football team. Um, oh, 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 wow! Well. I just thought they were the Pats. Yeah. Um, and so we need the Pats e- and your e- good football mistake. team. 
Yeah, when you're the Pats and you're a good football team. Well, I mean, they didn't show us anything in the regular season that they're a good football team. Uh, yeah, they showed us they were a good football team. Great football team, maybe not. Good football team, yes. Yeah, I mean, they beat nobody in the regular season. Nobody on the road, at least. I mean, sure, they beat some teams at, at home. But, I mean, you look at the schedule, honestly. Pats have one impressive win. Like, two, now that they beat the Chargers. Yep. And you never I guess maybe at, at Bears was decent. Yeah, that's looking like an okay win. But, like, I mean, a lot of them could be explained like, yeah, you beat Kirk Cousins in, in a tough environment. Yeah, that's not really much. You, be, you beat a hobble there in Rodgers and a terrible Packers team with a coach that ended up getting fired. Not really that impressive, you know? Um, uh, really not. Believe me, it's not. You, you beat a, a Texas team that, yeah, they made the playoffs, but it was week one, and they, they also really didn't start the year well at all. They, they're probably one of the few good teams that started the year worse than the Chargers. So, you know, to me, I, I just didn't know if they were good. This really, or I didn't know they were great. And they showed me last week, yeah, they're great. And they're also the Pats. So I can't really, I, I, you know, I can't go any other way. The only thing that scares me, as I said, is, is the five road losses they've had this year and how bad they looked at each of those five games. Which all makes sense. I mean, if the thing I, like, I can't hammer home enough is all of the points people made about the Pats and you made about last week, they make sense for literally any other professional sports team in the history of professional sports. Yeah, no, I get you. But at some point, I, I got to look at the talent of what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's, um, and that's why I, you know, I'm finally seeing the talent on the field. I saw, I saw good stuff on the field last week. Pats, but man, I mean, again, they really only beat one team on the road this year. They beat the Bears on the road. That's it. Because the other two teams, the Bills and Jets, they don't count. You know? So like, you beat the Bears on the road. That's the only that's the only time they prove me this year they can do anything on the road. Um, that's why I'm a little bit scared for the Chiefs, or else I'd be hammering their Pats. But I don't know. Um, I it, it's tough because because again it, you know when I do pick the Pats in the road every time I pick the Pats in the road they've disappointed me this year. Uh, I've gotten beat Bart multiple times, so it's tough. It really is tough. But. A, a Pat's a Pat Saints Super Bowl just feels right, doesn't it? So yeah, it, it makes sense for the Pats to play the Saints in the Super Bowl. You think it's destiny? I think yeah, it feels it feels a little overdue for Drew Brees, uh, Tom, Tom Brady's Super Bowl. You know, it feels a little overdue. Yeah, it, it it's it's not like I don't know. Obviously, it never could have happened with like Peyton and Brady because they were always in the same conference. And you know, these these two qu- great quarterbacks. The past, essentially, around the same time frame, have they've been in separate conferences for a majority of their careers. Not obviously not the entire, part, but it just it feels right. And you know, it'll make for some good stories for two weeks that I'm sure the mainstream media will blow out of proportion. Yeah, I just I just wish I I put this prediction in writing. I mean, obviously it hasn't happened yet. I mean, it, it's probably not going to be Pat Pat Saints because it looks like it is going to be, so it won't be. But that was that was my pick before the year. 
I don't I don't know if I ever said it publicly, so it's not like I, I want credit for it or anything. But that's that's kind of what I thought we'd see. I love the Saints coming in the air, and then obviously the Pats in the AFC. You can't bet against them, right? Um, so I'd I'd love to see him, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, should we do best bets, even though they might be the same? I mean, there's only two games, but maybe even just say which one you, you feel stronger about. I don't know. All right. All right. Uh, I, I feel, I don't know. Honestly, I like, I like both picks just so much, but, uh, I, I feel stronger about the Pats just because it's the Pats. Yeah, I hear you. And it's nice the Pats are getting points. Yeah, which just never seems like it should happen. Yeah. Um, so that, that definitely feels good because... Yeah, I get, I get the whole home and away thing that's three points all the time or whatever, but it's just like, make an exception, please. Yeah. It's like, right, because if like the Pats are down nine with like, you know, even like like two minutes left, like you know they're going to get a touchdown. Yeah, it's just it's just the only doubt really is like, do they go for the field goal first, and then maybe they they you know they they don't get the onside kick or whatever. So maybe that that's like where you could lose it there. But like it, it really does feel like even if the Pats lose, it's they can at least cover. Um, but I, I just love the Saints. I th- I think the Saints are so good. I, I've uh, you know everything I said before about my fears of the Saints' offense before. It's it's not that they can't get the job done. Whatever the score is, it's just that I haven't seen the explosiveness from them recently. But there's probably no offense I have more faith getting the job done than the Saints. Again, I think their defense is incredibly underrated, so I, I actually really like their defense too. Great coach, the Superdome. You know, unlike the Pats, who I like, the Saints are at home, which always feels good. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say. I, I really like the Saints here. Um, just really, really, really do, but. I, I like both picks. I, I, I like the, the Saints Pat Super Bowl. I think I think that's what we see. So Yeah. Seems fairly I don't want to say safe because it's never safe, but it feels like a good good little parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, is that it for football? That's that's gonna do it for football talk. Uh we got a couple a couple other like little little quick hitters for you. Uh, yeah, you, you wanted to touch on some. Uh, I, one one news. before one before that. I, I don't think we, oh. did we talk about Adam Gase? Uh no, we did not. Um, I I think for a retread, he's acceptable. Uh, I think he showed some things. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with that hire. Uh, obviously, I don't. I don't think he was meant to stay in Miami. That team needs just a whole whole rebuild. And I don't, like I said, when you look at who you're going to hire for a coach, you look at what's out there and you're like, could we have done better? And it's like, I don't think with what's left, you could have done a lot better. So I'm fine with it. Here's, here's what my t- big takeaway, right? What did I say for Arizona's hire? I don't know if it's going to work, but it feels like, it feels like that they're buying into their rookie quarterback. Right. And that's what I think for, for um, New York too, the jets. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how good Gase is as a coach. You know, if you look at his time with Miami, Basically, anytime he got a Tannehill, he was good. Anytime he really didn't have a healthy Tannehill, he wasn't so good. Yeah. Whether that be an injured Tannehill or a backup. Or Jay Cutler, for some odd reason. Um, but, like, I, I think he does a good job with quarterbacks. So, I, I like that for, for um, Savior Sam. 
So even if even if you have Gase for a couple years, he doesn't take you to the playoffs. Maybe you, you don't grow quite across the board what you'd like. I think that's good for, for Sam Darnold. And I think thus, that's why I kind of don't mind this head coaching hire. Um, in fact, I kind of like it. Um, because at least there's a reason, you know, you know, you can you can see it working out. You can see at least it's good for the franchise. So it is good. And uh, one other thing with the rookie quarterbacks is just even if it's not like the greatest thing this year, just give it a couple of years. You got to give these rookie quarterbacks stability. Yeah, you got to give them time. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the great ones really showed it right out of the door. And so to me, that's why I'm like a little bit like, you really do got to show me. Like, we've seen plenty not show it right out of the gate, right? I mean, certainly R2, right, didn't start from day one. Yep. But, I mean, you know, we saw from Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton. Um, right out of the gate, they were great. And so I do have a little bit of doubts. If, if you're not great year one or if you're not at least good year one, how good can you really be? But it's certainly not like you can't get there. It's certainly not like you can't give these guys time. It's certainly not like you got to go get a new one. You certainly want to ride with Sam Darnold because maybe he's not on the Russell Wilson trajectory, but he certainly could be on the Matt Ryan trajectory. Yeah. And there's probably other cases where it's like, oh, you look great for like your first year, and then you just turn a ship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, I think we more associate that with uh, happens a lot of basketball rookie of the years, just because and stuff like that, just because they get hit on the ball a lot, but it happens a lot, a lot in football too, especially with quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't think he was a rookie, but I remember, remember how good Brock Osweiler looked yeah. when he first became a starter. That that's a good one. Remember when we thought Jamarcus Russell wasn't a bust? Yeah, I mean, RG three was a little bit different because of the injuries, but still, um, so you know, certainly not a death sentence for him, but I, I do wish we saw more from him this year. But yeah, that's that's what Gase is brought into. I mean, Gase, Gase. I, I have more faith in than basically anyone in, that was available. Like like you were saying, I, I have more faith in Gase than anybody else to to actually make him into a good quarterback. So yeah, and press conference. That's mean plenty enough. But hey, that's that's not him coaching. That's his opening press conference. It's, it's kind of like yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I'll talk about Pulisic for a little bit, which you you sort of mentioned. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it should be news because he's the best American soccer player and that matters. Um, but Christian Pulisic moved from, from Dortmund to Chelsea for, uh, I think like $72 million or something like that, um, which is ridiculous. That's so much money for him, probably an overpay, but that's really cool that an American went for that much. Um, you had a bad year this year. What's that? Slight publicity to try to get. American fans to support that team. Like, oh yeah, feel like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Certainly, certainly the marketing department played a role in that. But um, and he he hasn't had a good year this year. But I love the fit in um, Chelsea's coach Mauricio Sarri. I love the fit in his system. I think it suits him so well. To be honest with you. Um, so I really like it in that sense. But at the same time. The first time I see him in a Chelsea jersey, I will literally throw up. That's, that's not a jersey you pre-ordered? No. Really? Wow. No. No, not at all. So I'm going to um, have to return that birthday present I bought for you. Okay. For those that don't know, 
Chelsea and my team, Tottenham, they have a history of hitting each other. And in fact, um, the base of the rivalry stems from, you know, in like the 90s and stuff like that. Uh, the Chelsea fans using uh, anti-Semitic chants and, you know, harassing the Jewish population uh, in Tottenham. So that's that's also why I hate them um, for, for more reasons, not only just sport reasons. Oh, sports fans being anti-Semitic or racist or anything like that? That's a shocker to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really can't see that Chelsea. I mean, it'll be nice. Maybe maybe Pulisic is brought in to to replace Hazard. And goddamn it, do I hate Hazard? So that that could be good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I think Pulisic really liked the system. I think it's it's a good move for him in the sense that I think he needed a fresh start. Because um, he sort of I don't think the the coach at Dortmund really rates him and really puts him in positions where he wants to be. And I think I think Sari could really use him um, well. And uh, so, yeah, I like the move for Pulisic, but hate the move personally. Um, so, yeah, the price tag will be a little bit to live up for. I mean, the British fans are brutal, and uh, they're, they're going to be chanting that he's a bust almost from the get-go just because it's hard to live up that price tag. So, who knows? But no, At least there's no like language barrier. We'll be able to hear the insults, really. Yeah. Well, he actually he actually was started speaking quite good German towards the end. Um he lived in Germany for quite a while. I think he moved there when he was 16. So I think that was like four years, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Big news. I think I think it really should be bigger news. Uh, I, I wish it was. Um, I guess it, it's, it's tough because the move actually hasn't happened yet. Um, so it's hard to explain to someone. Yeah, well, the, he is going there, but not yet. It's like a, an agreed-upon trade. Um so I don't know. Yeah, you, this soccer people are weird. Yeah, it's like it's tough because like you really couldn't see this in American sports, um, because like the teams like play against each other in the same league. Yeah. So like the Lakers aren't just gonna lend the Heat, you know, LeBron James for a season or something, you know, because like that's just not gonna happen, right? Like like. Like the NFL lend Kyler Murray to the A's? See, that's honestly more likely, to be honest with you, because <laughs> at like, least they're not competing against each other. Yeah. Um, it, the only thing they could be close would be, like, if, like, I don't know, like, if, if the Yankees were having a bad year and the Cubs were having, like, or, or not the Cubs, the Nationals were having, like, a good year, and... It was more like how it was a couple of years ago where the, the conferences were like completely separate. And the Nationals were like, all right, we'll trade Bryce Harper in the offseason because we want to get something for him. But we don't want to trade him to you now because you don't really need him now and we do need him now. So we're going to keep him the rest of the year, but we're still going to trade him to you. And that, that's probably the, the closest thing I could see happening is something like that. That's that's probably the closest. You know, which, I mean, again, like you look at it, it would make sense for both teams. It just doesn't happen here um, for, for obvious reasons. So. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I mean, do you have anything else to add, Anthony? Do you have any wise wise words? Uh, wise wise words, just of of of, of soccer wisdom. Uh, get, kick kick the ball. Yeah. It. it uh, I don't know. Let me let me take my hockey. Uh, balls on net. Balls on net. You know, little hockey pucks on net. Balls on net. You do that. Do that. Poo poo platter. You'll be. You'll do fine. Yeah. Yeah. Make America proud and wipe the floor with that. Well, Anthony, now you can talk about your sport that I know nothing about. 
Ah, yes. The, the grand old sport of tennis. And we're in the middle of the first major of the year. Always an exciting time. Uh, it, it's it's a little it's a little different than I feel most other just sports in general. Especially, I mean, the only other sport that really has majors is golf, and tennis is unique in that hey, one of the biggest tournaments of the year, one of the biggest events, is like right at the beginning of the season, which is damn Aussies. What are you gonna do? Which is kind of exciting because. You got certain people who obviously, like any other sport, they play themselves like into shape throughout the season after like a like a month long break of the season being over. So like sometimes you get these like young people or whatever that there's they suck and you get like some weird upsets and stuff. And then you get like old people who like maybe once it comes time to like the French Open and like Wimbledon, like they're tired already. Whereas now they're like fresh rejuvenated and like they go on these like crazy runs and you're like, How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> which is like what happened like two years ago when we got his William sisters final when both of them were like 35 and like 36 years old it's like this should never happen yeah so that's uh, always fun and not fun though is having to you know watch tennis at like four in the morning that's never fun that's not cool but what are you gonna do it Aussies just Aussies deserve it great crowd all the time but uh just just want to give a Good shout out to them for for fixing their fifth and third set rules for uh, for tie breaks now instead of having to keep playing games out over and over and over and over again. Super ten tie break. We got our our first first one last night with uh, Karlovov and uh, oh what's his face? Oh, great podcasting by me. Shevchenko. Is that his name? Probably is his name. I don't know. Sure. Lina. Why not? Who? I don't know. That's definitely not it. I don't know. Doctor Doctor Evo. Uh, car That's who it was. That, that shame on. I me was close. Me. I was close to the first one. Not even close. You said, I don't know. Which produced like you couldn't ask for a better like dramatic finish. Just as far as like, hey, both these guys were tired. They just played five sets. They don't have to keep playing games on games on games. And it wasn't just a seven-point tie break. So we got the little extra. Both these guys were giving it their all. It looked like one way. Caden and Shikori got the mini break. And then Karlovich gets this insane two points off Nishikori's serve. And then Nishikori comes back and then breaks that. It, I mean, just pure drama, which is what you want at the end of a hard-fought tennis match. Because, let, let's be honest, besides maybe... I don't know, like baseball. There's really no other sport where like a single game, well, technically match, could just go on for so damn long, just because there's no time limits. It's just who gets to the score first, and especially the whole win by two thing is just you can go on forever. Like this was like a four-hour match, and it's that that's a long time. And it's definitely an improvement over what probably would have happened last year, which would have been like a six-hour match. Which at that point, everyone's just like, let's get this going. Come on. Plus, after you play tennis for six hours, you think you're going to be ready for the next round? No, it's like you basically lost the next round because you're so fucking tired. So, I don't know. Good on them for that. Uh, it's definitely exciting to see, you know, two, uh, three, three out of the f- big four for the men's side still in the draw. Unfortunately, you know, Murray's whole retirement thing. We don't really have a big four anymore. But Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, all looking good. So that's
that we got a couple couple men still in there. Uh, Tiafo just looks like he's going to be. I don't know how good he's going to be, but well, his when the other day against Kevin Anderson, just you know, real real exciting exciting stuff, which which we like which we like to see. You know, because yeah. let's be honest, who the hell watches tennis if you don't play tennis? It's boring as shit if you don't know what the fuck is going on. Which I don't. I I really right? don't. Like, like let's be honest. Like Olympics, you we'll watch like table tennis because the little little ball. You play ping. A lot of people play ping pong. It's fun to watch, right? No one's gonna watch tennis. Like, like if I watched tennis with you and I was like, "Oh, that was sick," and you were like, "What?" You'd be like, "Like, come on." Yeah, honestly, for for us for us normies, um, tennis is like that thing that you see it on ESPN at like noon when they're trying to fill time. You're like, oh, look at that. You know, maybe you're, you're like waiting in a waiting room or something. You're like, wow, look at that's a nice hit. But, you know, I, I, I can never really see myself sitting down and watching through hours and hours of it. Which is a shame because I don't know. I feel like tennis probably needs to be played a little more just because if we go through the sports that you can play as an adult without playing professionally, it's like tennis, golf, and like. Like hockey, like you can play hockey until like your mid forties, until like fifty. Like I don't think of any other like sports you could like play play. Maybe I mean you could play like pickup basketball, but even that's not really that long. Like I don't know. Yeah, even then you could just break at any given moment. Yeah, I'm just trying to think other sports. It's just like so tennis is like the one big one where it's like you could still like run and get like a good good workout instead of like like walking a golf course is a workout, but like. Tennis is like running and all sorts of shit like that. Like it's really, plus, you know, it's competitive all the time. Unlike golf, where you can just like go out and have fun. Yeah. Well, tennis too. What's nice about tennis is like really anybody can, as long as they have like some sort of coordination and like athletic, just something about them. Anybody can like just pick up a racket and find a friend with a similar skill level and go out there and hit the ball. You know, yeah. I wouldn't really call it tennis, but they can at least play. You know. Well, I don't know. I feel like it would. It'd be good. It's you know, you're trying to, you you hope soccer picks up more in America. I I hope tennis gets picked up more more in America, especially if we get rid of the whole like upper class stigma, which I think has fallen a f- substantial amount over the past few decades. But I think it needs should probably fall a little more. Plus, it it helps. You know, we we're on track for possibly fourth round Williams versus Williams match, which. Always brings in the ratings, no matter what. I feel like even if you don't watch tennis a lot, you're at least a little intrigued about that. You'll at least somehow hear Stephen A. Smith's opinion on it because he's clearly qualified or something like that, right? Yeah, definitely. He, he he's he's just he's qualified enough to talk about tennis just as much as he is about basketball and football. To be honest with you. Yeah, although I got to give Stephen A. a shadow. I just love how he's finally just not given Max Carmen's cliff talk any any time. <laughs> Um, shout out to that, but back to tennis, Anthony. You you can finish here. I'm, I'm just gonna finish with the with the women's side. Is just I don't know the women's games. I feel probably not as accessible as the men's game, just because the men's game has such big names that are always in it. Whereas the women, you see a lot more upsets and such. Aside from like Serena, who just is arguably like the best athlete of our lifetime in their given sport. It, it's up there. Yeah, I think oh. it's 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 hard in my mind to pass Tiger, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. Tiger peak Tiger, probably, probably better than peak Serena, just because peak Serena women's game still isn't just like, I don't know, the competition isn't as good. Kind of like women's UFC, I'd compare it to, where it's just, I don't know, what, it she still just dominated so stuff, but I don't know. Definitely, it's also a fun sport to bet on. I think if you just got into betting on tennis, you, you could you could have some fun just because it's it's pretty easy to understand who who has a good chance of winning, who has a good chance of upsets and stuff. Like very rarely is there a tennis upset where you're just like, well, how the fuck did this happen? Because everyone has a weakness you can look at and such. Yep. Which, uh, speaking of which, just a little breaking news for us: uh, Massachusetts put puts in a bill to legalize sports gambling. So we're we're happy camping out here. There you go. There you go. Just want to end it on a happy note. Well, yeah, we can end it there. So, uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll probably talk to you next week. But <coughs> yeah, definitely. At the very least, you hear us before the Super Bowl, right? Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's throw in some basketball next week. So you guys are sure to tune in, just so we save some do some football talk. Yeah, we can do best. I'm always down to talk some hoops, Anthony. The hoops talk. Back next week. Yep. Who knows? Maybe I got a tennis update, too, for you guys that enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.